Wave them like you just don't care. Hello, my inadvertent Prussians. This is your haphazardly Hessian host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his blundering Bavarian Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about you thinking you have it bad when things are really pretty sweet. You can afford meat, for instance, but please hunch down a little when you're examining the butcher's case so the poor guy doesn't think you're looking down on his chuck. Down on his chuck by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. Bad enough, Chuck was homeless. He was one of the worst kinds of homeless there was. He had friends like Crazy Jojo and mentally disturbed Francois, who always seemed to find these spacious washer, dryer, and refrigerator boxes for temporary shelter. All Chuck could ever come up with was a pizza box. When he was in his house, he looked like a guy wearing an upside-down V-shaped hat. Even two of them put together didn't do much good. Then he looked like a guy wearing an upside-down W-shaped hat, or maybe a right-side-up M-shaped hat. Kind of like a homeless flying nun. Clothes weren't working out too well for Chuck either. The only things he could get his hands on were doll clothes, and even skinny as he was, they tore every time he tried to put his hand through a sleeve or a toe in a pant leg. But Chuck made the best of what life dealt him and sewed them together, though he didn't have regular thread, only doll thread. It looked like he was wearing an extremely ugly quilt. Looking at Chuck, Francois thought he was the crazy one. Leftover food was for the lucky homeless people. The best Chuck could score was pre-eaten dinners sucked through a really long straw from the bellies of unconscious drunks he found in the alleys. The straw was made from tiny doll straws he'd sewn together. Chuck was pretty down on himself, that was for sure. Once many years ago, he'd been a wealthy astroturf knot, flying his spaceship across the football fields of America in search of intelligent life. But through the years of fruitless searching, his ship had taken excessive pleat damage and finally tore itself apart on the 45-yard line at Candlestick Park. No, the other 45-yard line. The uninjured but traumatized Chuck was rolled onto the sidelines where he was spooned by a comforting and cooing sourdough Sam. Chuck never recovered from the incident. He couldn't get work since they were phasing out AstroTurf, and he lost both of his wives and seven-eighths of his daughter, Tabitha. The only saving grace was that Tabitha's left arm fit marvelously in a large pizza box with room to spare. Chuck sewed that box onto his main pizza box and called it his elbow room. But he couldn't even keep that much of the girl while school was in. The rest of her was a lefty and needed the arm for tests and homework. One day, when Chuck was certain that his life was the most miserable in the world, he was startled into alertness by a screaming pizza delivery woman who was walking down the street carrying two piping hot unboxed pizzas in her bare hands. Here, Chuck said, use my house. And he and Tabitha stepped outside but left the doors open for the pizzas to enter. Oh my god, those boxes fit pizzas perfectly, the woman exclaimed. What are the chances of finding boxes into which pizzas fit so well? Thank you so much, but where are you going to live now? Well, you know, I have a talent for for finding boxes like those on the ground or in dumpsters and stuff. Get out. I am out. That's my problem. Listen, if you can find me more of these crazy pizza-shaped boxes in the garbage, I'll buy every last one of them from you. You're a gift from God. I can't even imagine what my hands might feel like not covered in blisters. Lady, you've got yourself a deal. And the formerly down chuck was forever more up chuck. Tabitha's arm even got a summer job tossing the pizza dough. If this story made you want to bitch at me for being insensitive, save your breath and go help a homeless person instead. Yeah, I thought so. At the URL to the homeless shelter, beware the hairy mango.com. Clamor clamorously, you... 
you just run out of fucking adverbs at some point, you know what I mean? In the comments for this post, or die or email me, and we'll tell God about our periods at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or tell our stinky kid brothers about our parentheses at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. The SF and SF signal also stands for Simmering Fury, Nick Fury's great-grandmother, who in 1879 assembled the finest heroes of the age to form SFSignal.com. Sure, that whole thing would have been a lot more impressive had they prevented some major catastrophe, but on the other hand, they did come up with the most awesome crank telegrams. Create some art based on one of the last 155 stories or one of the next 155 stories depending on when you listen to this and send it to me in jpeg form where i'll hang it on the man gallery page on the website right next to the grocery list i wish you'd stop putting mangoes on the grocery list it's sick is what it is tweet with your cleats that all your astroturf wars should be fought at twitter.com up with gravity just remember to bring your switchblade combs and astromowers and be ready for some shit this podcast blasts proudly from the 30 year old couch cushions of a flatulent irish wolfhound owning creative commons attribution non-commercial share alike 3.0 unported license. Until Jesus, it's only the third. This is your hillbilly host, Matthew Cornpone Smith, reminding you to do unto Sinatra as you would have him do be do unto you. Good night. Chuck was pretty down on himself, that was for sure. Once many years ago, he'd been an elfy. He'd been an elfy. <laughs>